From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer, and the news of the day, Elon Musk, he sold his Bitcoin. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody, welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, July 21st, 2022. I still have the habit of, I want to say 21. I don't know why. Maybe because I just said July 21st. Anyway. Are you guys still having the problem saying it's 2021? I bet there's people out there still saying 2001. <laughs> 2019. Time does fly. Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. The time is 9.21 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Bitcoin is in at $22,714, down 4.8% in 24. It's up 14.9% in 7. Obviously, there's a little shock that Elon sold. I don't know if that's the reason, but I'm going to use that as the reason. But the other reason could be that the European Union Central Bank just raised their interest rates 50 basis points the first time in 11 years. That could be sending a shockwave too. Ethereum sitting at $1,496, down 6.8% in 24. Tether's number three, USDC's number four, and Binance's number five at 258, down 4%. Running off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. Total market cap is down 4.5% in 24, sitting at $1.02 trillion. We have a BTC dominance of 42.3 and an F dominance of 17.8. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day is Flow, ticker F-L-O-W. Ranked number 31 in Coin Market Cap. I've been going through the top 50, wondering if I missed any. And I think there's a lot of them popping back up into the top 50 and dropping out of the top 50 with all the different price swings. So flow is something we haven't covered yet, and it's number 31. Its total market cap is 1.8 billion. Fully diluted is 2.4 billion. The price of flow is $1.78, it's down 10% in 24. The all-time high for flow was set a year ago at $46.16, it's down 96% since then. It's up 53% from its all-time low set a month ago at $1.17. You can buy it at Binance, Gate.io, Huobi, KuCoin. So, what is Flow? Flow is a fast, decentralized, and developer-friendly blockchain designed as the foundation for a new generation of apps, games, and digital assets that power them. Flow is the only Layer 1 blockchain originally created by a team that consistently delivers great customer blockchain experiences like CryptoKitties, Dapper Wallet, and NBA Top Shot. Well, that's the Flow blockchain. Ticker FLOW, rank number 31 on coin market cap, priced at $1.78 today. Moving into today's headlines. And you know we're going to start with Finnish Customs Authorities. No, you thought I was going to say Elon? We'll get to Elon in a minute. But Finnish Customs Authorities have announced that they recently sold confiscated Bitcoin worth $47.35 million or $46.5 million. 
euros. According to the press release today, the 1,889 Bitcoin was confiscated mostly in raids before 2018. The haul was seized during drug raids and then transferred to state control, but it appears to have been subjected to long deliberations of what to do with it. Well, if they would have sold this on November 10th at the all-time high for Bitcoin at $68,790, this would have brought in around $130 million, but they waited and they sold the low. <laughs> they sold when Elon sells. So maybe this is just going to say that Bitcoin's going to go lower. It's possible, but I don't know. Are they going to look back and say, ah, we should have hodled? Or are they going to be looking back and saying, ah, let's buy back in. It was BTFD. Vault, a Singapore-based cryptocurrency lending and exchange platform that owes around $402 million to its creditors. As you know, they suspended withdrawals from their exchange as well. Of this $402 million that it owes, 363, or about 90%, was reportedly deposited by individual retail investors. Vault's largest individual retail creditor is reportedly owed $34 million. The firm also owes around $125 million to 20 of its largest unsecured creditors, as well as $35 million to an unnamed secured creditor. Vault, which is backed by several notable investors, including Peter Thiel's Valor Ventures, Pantera Capital, and Coinbase Ventures, halted operations on July 4th. And the reason for this halt was financial difficulties. Earlier this month, Nexo announced its intention to acquire the company pending a 60-day due diligence window. Anthony Trenchev, Nexo's managing partner, said this, Our most important task now is to verify whether Nexo-led overhaul can see the firm thrive again and whether it can be profitable within our business model and company culture. And now we're here. Elon Musk, he sold 75% of his Bitcoin hodlings. During today's Tesla earning call, Tesla CEO Elon Musk explained the reason for the company's sale of 75% of its Bitcoin hodlings that was worth approximately $936 million. Elon Musk said during his earnings call, the reason we sold a bunch of our Bitcoin holdings was that we were uncertain when the COVID lockdowns in China would alleviate. So it was important to maximize our cash position given the uncertainty of COVID lockdowns in China. The company explained that Tesla converted most of its Bitcoin holdings to fiat for a realized gain netting a $106 million profit. Elon then continued to say this should not be taken as some verdict on Bitcoin, making sure to note that Tesla has not sold any of its Dogecoin. Okay, so this next story is kind of hard to explain, <laughs> uh, but it also shows why you need to dot your I's and cross your T's when dealing with smart contracts. Okay, so there's this NFT collector who's out $150,000 because of a joke, right? And so there's this ENS name. It, the ENS name is stop doing fake bids it's honestly lame my guy f and so what happened was is he was he wanted to buy this because he wanted to make the ens bids twitter bot tweet out that that this dude is buying stop doing fake bids it's honestly lame my guy f <laughs> right so he bought it and then somebody bought it from him for 1.9 f or around two thousand eight hundred dollars well the thing is is he forgot that he actually placed a fake bid for this ens for 100F, and just about 15 minutes after that, he bought Stop Doing Fake Bids, it's honestly lame, my guy, F for 100F. He doesn't want this. Anyway, it's just funny because he had two smart contracts open from two different wallets. He forgot about the bid. He bought this stupid ENS for I don't know how much, but then he sold it for $2,800 plus, thinking he turned a profit, and then the guy flipped it on him and sold it back to him for 150 Yikes. 
Okay, so I have to reread some old news, some Monday news for this because we have updates to the news. So on Monday, I reported that on Sunday, hackers infiltrated a popular NFT registration platform called Premint and made away with 320 NFTs. So what happened was is hackers compromised the Premint website with malicious JavaScript code, then create a pop-up and that pop-up notified users or tried to tell users to verify their wallet ownership, which they called an additional security measure. Well, right when they verified their wallet, the hackers were able to reach into their wallet and take all their digital assets. Well, here's the update. Two of the most expensive NFTs stolen on Sunday was a Bored Ape that hackers flipped for 89F and an Azuki that flipped for 10F, around $16,000. So the CEO announced that Premint was able to buy back both NFTs and since returned them to the pre-hack owners. However, this is something that he doesn't want to do because he says, I have this feeling and many others have the same feeling that compensation in this world when hack happens actually has long-term negative effects because it doesn't teach people a lesson. The vast majority of people, he says, have told me we shouldn't have any compensation. However, apparently he's compensating. So I want to know what you think. Do you think they should compensate for those kind of hacks? I mean, remember, this is a hacker that came in, made a, a fake pop-up to say, hey, for additional security, verify your wallet address. It's kind of like the website's problem for not having proper security. Or is it the user's problem for not recognizing the scam? Is it both people's problem? Should there be compensation? I think this is a very interesting question. Let me know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Coinbase said it doesn't have any lending exposure to Three Arrows Capital, Celsius Network, or Voyager Digital. All companies that we've known to collapse and filed for bankruptcy and halted people's withdrawals of their money. Coinbase said this, We believe these market participants were caught up in the frenzy of a crypto bull market and forgot the basics of risk management. Unhedged bets, huge investments in the Terra ecosystem, and massive leverage provided and deployed by 3O's capital meant that risk was too high and too concentrated. This next news I'm very happy to see, actually. The offices of Upbit and several other cryptocurrency exchanges were raided on Wednesday by a team of investigators probing a fraud case in connection with the collapse of Terraforma Labs, sister tokens, UST, and Terra Luna. The investigation team reportedly plans to study the seized materials and question witnesses to determine the size of damages suffered by investors and whether Do Kwan, the CEO of Terra Labs, intentionally caused the collapse of the Terra ecosystem. Imagine if they found out that he intentionally caused the collapse. And finally, we really see dominoes falling. How, how many dominoes are going to fall? How deep is this rabbit hole going to go? Zipmax, a Singapore-based digital assets trading platform, announced today that it's pausing customer withdrawals. They said this, Due to a combination of circumstances beyond our control, <laughs> uh, uh, including volatile market conditions and the resulting financial difficulties of our key business partners, to maintain the integrity of our platform, we will be pausing withdrawals until further notice. Remember, y'all, not your keys not your cheese. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. And until tomorrow for our weekend review, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>